As yet nobody welcomes you to the newly expanded Get This with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. And today it's Friday, so all jokes must go. Yep. Nude News is back, as is the Get This casting couch. Okay, who's been run over in their own bed? We will get to that today. How would you like to take part in a phony war? There could be a phony ticket tape parade in it for you. Excellent work. Human cannonballs are coming to town. Find out where the injuries are. Airplane etiquette, missing buttocks, and breaking the law by breaking wind. It's coming up in Crime Watch. Oxford Street's makeover. Are you involved? Are you part of the solution? Are you part of the problem? Problem. Religions. Are there enough of them? What about some new ones? Man caught videotaping feet. Criminal or cinematographer? <laughs> and sitting in for the whole second hour, author Andy Griffiths, the man whose bum literally what? went psycho. He'll be joining us to talk about the kids' books. And get this, that's the name of the show, mm. where today Ed Cavalli launches his new segment, Things i Found on My Own MySpace Page. <laughs> it is a desperate bid by a desperate man in desperate circumstances. Come on. That's the oil's dream world here at Get This Around the Nation. And uh, I'm sorry I don't have those figures. That's my... <laughs> Peter Garrett's doing the Peter oh, Debnam. Right? Oh, yeah, yesterday he had a crack at it. He did the Debnam. Yeah. Who's this talking? You're saying it's me, Tony Martin. So, oh, why? Ed Cavalier's here. Oh, what have I done? And, of course, Richard Marsland. Well, they certainly shouldn't be spooked or panicked. <laughs> <laughs> What's the booing yeah, for? Yeah, why so booey? It's Friday, and that means all jokes must go. Lock us in the basement. We've gone crazy. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's kick off with a bit of nude news. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude news. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude news. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude news. Nude news. Oh, nudity in the theatre seems to be... On the increase? Uh, There was a a rule when I was at university and we did some student theatre. Every play must have same-sex kissing and nudity. (laughs) Of course. Did you get into that? I see. (laughs) Just saved it for the KFC campaign. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, what about that Ian McKellen? Oh, what's he? Heard about him, Sir Ian McKellen, on his way out here. He played Gandalf in Mm. Lord of the Rings. Has shocked (laughs) London audiences by stripping naked on stage. Distressed theatre-goers complained that they had not been warned the 67-year-old actor would be appearing nude in the title role of Shakespeare's King Lear. He didn't have a stitch on him. And then he put his shirt back on, but his manhood was still on display, one woman said. When we went to the play, there were signs warning us about loud noises, but there was no mention of full nudity, said another audience member. It was a bit gratuitous. Hardly had time to get my camera phone out before he was off. I just, I had a look at uh, King Lear, I got out the script of that. The first line he says in the play is, Attend the Lords of France and Burgundy. That's what he calls the Neds, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Attend them. Come not between the dragon and his wrath. See, Shakespeare, I get this. Fun night out at the theatre, isn't it? Did mm. you see McKellen's Lear? Or well, not from where I was sitting, but the two gentlemen of Verona were well in evidence. <laughs> this Friday, all jokes must go. Bang. Hey, the thing to do, though, if you were him on the final night, I reckon would be to crack one. And then pretend it's the work of pretend it's the work of Magneto. <laughs> Just a bit of Rise, will you? Arise! Jeez, that's a stain. Just throw a bit of uh, Magneto in. We'll be needing Magneto I today. I like it. It's always hard for the people in the front row. When uh, I saw a play in Sydney and a guy got it out, 
uh, and it's a very small theatre. Yeah. And if you're in the front row, yeah. that's 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 sneezing distance. You know, if you're confronting, re- if you're reaching for a jaffa, you know, and your your hands a bit wandery or something, or if you've got your foot up on stage, <laughs> and bounce up against your toes. But who else is getting involved Nasty. in this? Nikki Webster has oh, signed yeah. on for a Perth production of uh, Hair. How are they going to airbrush her on stage? <laughs> Does she have any? <laughs> the zoo team, Rich. Will be shock jock Richard Marson. Doesn't he come out of his box on Friday? He does. He's had this. So it? I mean, that's a little. I mean, she's Australia's sweetheart. Yeah. All oh, right. You're back to stepping now. Aren't yeah. You? We've known her since she was a little girl. Oh, yeah. It's all right. I'll just keep moving, shall I? Yeah. It doesn't say whether Nikki Webster will be nude in here in right. Perth, but Millsy is. Oh. Millsy's on board and nuding up. Oh, that's good news. Hasn't he kept it going? Oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. He's really dragged it out somewhat. Mm. He's done well. Mm. Yeah. He's one of the lookalikes I get sometimes. Oh, Millsy? Really? Mm. In addition to Katie Lang and the... Uh, <laughs> Giant from the, the Melbourne ads? And the That's the best of them. <laughs> the car- I watched the carpet court gesture had the other day. That is an insult. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? But you're quite happy about the G money, Genie. At least his Indian accent is convincing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Millsy. I'm sure he'll be working in references to Paris Hilton somehow, <laughs> even though the play was somewhere, written in the 60s. Somewhere. Because Meatloaf was in the original stage production oh, dear. way back when. Yeah. Gear out. Doing the Magneto. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> trees cut down at nude beach to reduce sex. Willow trees lining a nude beach on the Wisconsin River have been removed by the state to reduce sexual activity. Right, right. Quote somebody or another. These willows just beca- just became a cruising area for people for sexual activity out there. Oh, a spokesperson yeah. for the beach said, "If there is a, if there is overt sexual activity in public, it jeopardizes the beach." <laughs> Here we go again. These willows just became a cruising area for people looking for sexual activity out there. Of course they were, man. <laughs> it's the perfect spot. You're on a nude beach. McKellen's lying over there. Doing a bit you know, of Leah. Looking, looking, busting out some Shakespeare. There's Millsy. There's Millsy. It's a theatrical wonderland down here. Getting in tune. It's, it's the heart of the theatre district, this beach. Of course you end up in the trees. Listen to this. Naturist, the nude beach has been used by naturists for more than 50 years. Of course it has been, right? He added that a wooded area next to the beach will also be closed to the public from mm. April 1 to September 15 to prevent activity from moving there instead. So what's right. happened is they've cut down all the good spots yeah. uh, around the beach, right? <laughs> and then they've moved along and gone to another area, which is just as good. Bit of a walk, yeah. uh, maybe. And then they've gone, no, we have to close this area down as well. Oh, so it's like when animals get forced out of their habitat. <laughs> it's going to be... They're going to have to provide a shuttle bus. <laughs> I just from the that. beach to the nearest woodland. Do you remember last year we had a great clip of a of a cop on a, oh, yeah. a, a gay beach area, yeah. and he was moving a bloke along. Go, excuse me, sir. Realise this is a homosexual area. <laughs> what proof did he have? Just stay between the gay flags, mate. <laughs> Didn't he have a handkerchief as proof? <laughs> yeah, that's what he found. Well, I found a handkerchief. <laughs> yeah. Case closed. You know, only those bloody hanky danglers. Oh, right. <laughs> the only ones. <laughs> Where do you dangle a hanky if you're nude? It's either bloody homosexuals or French revolutionaries from the 18th centuries. <laughs> and I don't, I don't like either. <laughs> so listen, Wisconsin nude beach patrol people, whoever you are, yeah. don't do that. That's entirely unfair. Hmm. Knocking down the trees, hmm. so you can just imagine that nude people showing up to the beach with those, you know, those screens, those upright screens, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. those changing screens <laughs> under the arm, off of the now cleared woodlands, yeah. protect their... Privacy. <laughs> McKellen's got one of those. 
the whole audience went along oh, and were nude in the theatre. Then Sir Ian wouldn't feel, you know, so self-conscious. Yeah. He's got to go along in, in sympathy, I think, because he's coming out here. <laughs> oh, he's doing it out here. Can we get... Yeah, he's doing... I think King Lear's coming. King Lear? It's something Shakespeare-y. Yeah. Something Shakespeare-y. Yeah. <laughs> so it might not be King Lear. It might be 10 Things I Hate About You, the it's, stage show. It's, it's Ian nice. McKellen in the Heath Ledger role. <laughs> Nikki Webster is whatever her name was. Yep. All right. Jeez, that's good. I think uh, I can feel... I just know that if we continue this segment, we will once again breach our ball sack quota. King Lear, the Birchmore treatment. Red Hot and Shakespearean. (laughs) We've spanned them for the week, so let's get out of here. That was Nude News. Everybody Nude. Everybody Nude. Nude News. Everybody Nude. Everybody Nude. Nude News. Everybody Nude. Everybody Nude. Everybody Nude. Nude News. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. That was Shine On from Jed. Is that the magnet effect? Yeah, still going. <laughs> it's Magneto. An encore. I have uh, record iron levels in my blood. No, so no, That's a go at me, isn't yeah. it? Ooh. You've just stuck to the desk. It's very hard to get him off now. I am Magneto. No, no, uh, it's Friday here at Get This, so all jokes must go. We're getting through all the uh, stories and poor taste we somehow overlooked earlier. As opposed the- to earlier in the week, where it's highbrow... <laughs> Political discussion and uh, discussions of shares and whatnot. The arts. The arts. They get a look in. Do they what? But listen to this. An airline passenger <laughs> says he was forced to urinate into an airsick bag after flight attendants refused okay. to let him use the toilet. Okay. James Whipple okay. says he was repeatedly prevented from entering the bathroom during a SkyWest Airlines flight from Boise to Salt Lake City. Boise. It was like I had no choice. I started to urinate on myself, so... Thinking the way I thought, I just grabbed one of them vomit bags. He just started to urinate on himself. <laughs> Whatever that is, urinating in the Essex bag, for, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's doing a Whipple. That's what I'll be calling <laughs> that from now on. Doing a James Whipple. He just started to urinate. Oh, sorry. Um, has anyone got anything I could use for this? Uh, no, James. Down row four. You got, can I borrow that thermos? No, I'm drinking out of that. Sorry, you trying to watch the film? Yes. Failure to launch. It's a good one. Uh. You finished with that cup? Please, madam. Can I ask, what is the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that in. It's never been addressed, that question, I'm told. Oh, great. That's... The great thing is, though, you got some discount photos of the urinating in the bath bag because, of course, when you uh, get the bath bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I thought it was photos. for UNICEF these days. I thought you meant to put spare change for UNICEF in there. <laughs> no. It's quite a strong message for, you, you to their work. <laughs> this one's heavy. Oh. Urinating for the kids of Africa. Oh. That's, uh, um, have you got anything in poor taste, Mr. Cavalier? How dare you? Oxford Street uh, in Sydney is going to get another facelift. Here we yeah. go. Taylor Square's Sydney meeting point for drunks, drag queens and office workers. Oh, yes. AFL footballers <laughs> together, and respected broadcasters. <laughs> together at last. is in uh, the sites for the town planners for yet another makeover. Now, it's had a few uh, in the past. It says here, somebody, somebody from, uh, from the Sydney Morning Herald has said it's been dead space for some time. It's meant to be a community meeting place, a place for people to gather. Now, it is a place for people to gather, I reckon. Mm-hmm. It's for people who are coming out of nightclubs 12 o'clock during the day. Yeah, sure. uh, often when I was on my way to work, they'd be coming out kind of blinking, you know. <laughs> uh, and it says here, look, that last time, <laughs> the best thing is that when they last tried to do this, this yeah. now they're going to put a cafe over a public toilet. Right. Good call. <laughs> Great. A kind of, a kind of, a kind of Avery-looking thing in some sort of pylons. Good idea. Last time they did it. This is a strong cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a whipple. It's uh, like I'm on a plane. <laughs> 
<laughs> Last time they spent five point something million bucks on a water feature and a terrace <laughs> and a terraced grass. Was uh, that water feature called James Whipple? Mighty <laughs> <laughs> shirts. He's on a good retainer, five point two million. It's a so what it is, it's like a big bed. It's like a huge grass bed yeah. and then a shower. Right. So they've gone all right, too many drunks, all right, too many hangabouts, too many people stumbling out of nightclubs at twelve o'clock. You know what we needed to clean this up? Someone put in a bed and a shower quickly. <laughs> So they never have to go home. <laughs> it's they can just doss down. <laughs> Keep on vomiting. So, <laughs> um, that's what it is. You can soil yourself royally <laughs> in one of the shadier nightclubs, literally underneath Taylor Square. Yeah. Come out, shower off, have a bit of a lie down, bang, you're back in there before the end of lunchtime. Party time all over again. Whippling up a storm. <laughs> uh, I have got uh, something, just while we're in the bad taste area, yeah. I know you've got something, Mr. Marsden. We'll get to that next because I'm worried that it might be too clean for this segment. <laughs> Listen to this. A drinker has been barred from his local pub for breaking wind. Stuart Laidlaw, 35, had been shown the door for good by Thirsty Kirsties in Dunfermline, <laughs> Fife for, quote, basking in the glory of his own smells, reports the Sun newspaper. Shop worker Stuart was said to be very angry with the decision, but a fellow drinker complained, he's a smelly guy and no mistake. And here's another story just below that. Unremarkable story about man breaking wind makes international headlines. It's a vindication of decades of communications breakthroughs from the telegraph to the information superhighway. Over a century ago, news of the farting bloke would have taken years to be disseminated around the globe. Can't believe that's in a newspaper. Why? It's a good story. Time, gentlemen, please. Oh, come on, just one more for the road. <laughs> Banned from Thirsty Kirsties. <laughs> now resident in the front bar of the gaseous lassie up the road. <laughs> I think that's enough cheap farting humour. Yes. Or is it? My message to the people of West Papua uh, is simply this. Uh, <laughs> that's my message to them. Mr Howard, uh, please. Well, uh, oh. if I'd have held it back, you'd have said, why have you held it back? Why have you covered it up? Someone open the door. Shocking horror, oh. another cover-up. Well, that's foul. A return to good taste. Mm, maybe in yeah. about an hour and a half we'll get this. That's John Mellencamp, Jack and Diane. Let's get this on Triple M right around. Uh, well, the good bits of Australia, <laughs> certainly. Oh, uh, it's nice. the Friday clearance here at the show, where all jokes must go, no matter how cheap or poorly constructed. You looking at me? No. Well, what about Mr. Bar? Oh, you yeah. look at me for Paul Construction. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll be booting us home. Well, Can't you reach. Know, we've got the uh, nerd demographic tied up on this show. Yeah, yes. certainly and have. I, I think they'll be excited to hear the news about the post office, the American post office, unveiling a brand new Star Wars stamp set. Oh, fantastic. You might have. And they've got these R2-D2 mailboxes all over the States. <laughs> they? Is pretty, that true? Yeah, they will be stolen. Exactly. Like... Yeah. Right now, as we speak, people are stealing mailboxes. The only message that they send in the mail is, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's fantastic. There's 15 uh, individual stamps in the Star Wars series. There's the Darth Vader Yoda. I'm not sure... It's a little optimistic because I'm not sure if Star Wars fans are ne- necessarily collectivists. No. I don't know if they actually will buy every single yeah. one of the 15. <laughs> I think they've got their hopes up a little bit on this one. How are the Lando Calrissians moving? Uh, they're, they're doing okay. Uh, the Emperor Palpatine, a few units shifting of them. And the Darth Vader as well. Uh, you lick the back of it and apparently it does a DNA test and tells you whether or not you are in fact Luke's father. Oh, that's, 
That's right. <laughs> test your saliva. Dude, this is like... That's the news. These are jokes good enough for like Monday through Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste them on us. Friday? Good for Friday. What are you sitting on over there? I don't want to talk. Oh, okay. No, no. Teabagging news. Uh, <laughs> Teabagging update. Okay. Yeah. Brendan's written in... No, I'm going to start using the language, oh, the kids. Oh, yeah. Brendan's hit us up on the MySpace. Oh, good. Um, yeah. He's keeping it straight. Of course And I is. say to him, what's up, home slice? And he says, hi, I just had my wisdom teeth extracted and it hurts a great deal. Mm. Apparently, according to a dental website, if gauze doesn't stem the flow from uh, from the bleeding yeah, uh, yeah. to your mouth, right. uh, a tea bag in your mouth will not only absorb the blood, but oh, aid yeah. in forming a blood clot. Yeah. Why I never. <laughs> you know, you've got to help a friend in need. It's medicinal. This is why yeah. Crystal thinks it's becoming more common. <laughs> because you can't go to the dentist. <laughs> Without, you know, just before you go under the gas, you see the dentist kind of on the lower. And you, wait, wait a second. <laughs> on the lower? Wait a second. This will, handy. This will, trust me, it'll stop. It'll stop the bleeding. What are you doing? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it'll stop the bleeding. Rinse. That's not a camera. The red light means it's off. Make sure you rinse. Make sure you rinse. All right, while we're in surgery... <laughs> How could we have missed this story? <laughs> Surgeon stole my bum. What? A German belly dancer well, has been awarded £12,000 compensation after a plastic surgeon accidentally sucked away one of her buttocks. <laughs> what? She checked the half ass on her. <laughs> Literally a half ass job. <laughs> Do they make Levi's like the, the one cheek? Special. <laughs> With the, oh, hey, how could you still do a one cheek sneak if you just had What's one? What's a one cheek sneak? You know, when it's kind of out the side. Hello. What yeah, is that? Back into farting. Oh, again. right. Sorry. <laughs> George Carlin actually coined that phrase. Uh, fair enough. Many years ago. Mm. Would you get half a seat on a plane? Could you just book? <laughs> Would you have to pay for the full? No, you just sit next to a, you know, really big fatty. <laughs> one and a half and half. Okay. One. All right. Just um, good way to lose weight on the biggest loser. Yeah. Good quick, like if you're looking like you might get evicted for not being under the yellow line. Yeah. Just lose some acreage out the back. <laughs> Bit of liposuction. Get out the vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what that must be like. Oh, oh there goes me left buttock. Oh, no. Oh, me plums. <laughs> Sound effect of the day. Thank you, Matt Dow. We'll be back with... Uh, How did you make that? How did you make that? You don't want to know. I do want to know. No, no, you don't. That is amazing. Religion. Next. Uh, I'll get this. Get this. Here are two little children. They could be in a playground, in a school, and they're going to protect their backside at all costs. Brought to you by John Blackman, Jane Riley, and Cozzy. Hang on. That's the Adelaide Breakfast Show. I've heard that one of those names has been accused of upskirting in Rundle Mall. I won't say who, but let's just say Dickie Knee played a disturbing role. Stop liposuctioning the buttocks, Richard, please. <laughs> oh, they plums again! <laughs> oh, dear. It's get this. The tasteful Friday edition around the nation on Triple M. And hello to everyone in our Brisbane office. Matt in the audio transfer department that in my day was simply called Karting. Yep. It's got itself a fancy title, audio transfer. He's uh, come up with something called Nickelback. You think surely there's already Nickelback, but without the C. N-I-K-L-E-B-A-C-K. Nickelback, huh? as in Nick Kershaw. Listen to this. I like your pants around your face. <laughs> Nice work, Matt. Right. I like the way you 
Oh, anything. That is really, really good. He's done the whole song. Anything can be improved with a bit of Kirsch, can't it? Uh, um, I, I mean, the, the turt yeah. uh, in a chroma key suit yes. is a good idea. Oh, yes. Get the turt on the tramp. He is a trampoline is. champion. Yeah, yeah. Chad Turton. Chad Turton. Nay Kroger. Uh, that's really good. Mm. Brilliant work, Matt. Touche, Matt. Everyone who works in production on this network have to be called Matt. Is that part of the rule? It's <laughs> yeah, it <has laughs> about be, 17 of them. It has to be really it's good. It's very difficult to send an email to anyone <laughs> it is. in production. It's very uh, good to have a have a, have a a go at one of the others. You never know who you're talking to. You uh, know? Let's have some music. Didn't people. you do that when you started this show? You called up yes. one of the Matts and went on and on about this new show, which was a secret. I know, to someone called Matt Bauer. Yeah. And, of course, I thought I was speaking to Matt Dower. <laughs> very embarrassing. <laughs> Okay, let's have some more embarrassment next on Get This. Yeah, but we've heard it. Thanks very much, Wolf Mother. It's Get This around the country on Triple M. And what's it time to do? Oh, remember this? Yeah. Come on. Everybody. Take the climb. Climb up talk back mountain. There's no time. Hey, but we're not counting Maybe if we had a shorter intro song We'd be running on time for the first show Since April 23 April 23 last year (laughs) What a boring day that was It's the last time the numbers came good Okay, I'm worried about this topic. Uh, new religions, you yeah. say, Ed Kevin. No. Why do we need new religions? I don't think we need new religions, right. Martin. What are we doing then? Uh, I've got an idea for a phone topic, and so does Richard. Oh. And so we will let uh, the listeners... Choose uh, which one they like. It's like a uh, choose-your-own-adventure. Exactly. All right, what's your one? With your old friend Ed Cavley or Richard the Shock Jock White Anter. Uh, so I like the idea of carny treats because... <laughs> Because look at this. I don't understand that. The, um, oh, the human cannonballs. The town. human oh, cannonballs right. shot yeah. their way into town. It's a, mm. it's a cannonballing family. Mm. Uh, and have a look at this. It says that such and such is uh, Stephanie Havens is headed back to Sydney for this year's Royal Easter show, but she's not yeah. going to be the person fired through the air at 100 miles an hour because mm. uh, she broke, last time she mm. did it, she broke her vertebrae, a vertebrae in four places yeah. and suffered internal bleeding sure. when she spectacularly, and I would say gruesomely, mm. overshot her landing airbag at the Royal Adelaide show eight That's months right. ago. Yeah. But she's back in the cannon. <laughs> Big story last year. I remember that one. And have a look at this. They've got that exact sentence yeah. next, to, <laughs> next to an ad that says, Family passes for the Easter show. <laughs> So you can read about the vertebrae snapping and then just glance across. Well, geez, the kids would like to go to that. Yes. Here it is, but she's the world record holder, a distance of 40, 50, no, her father is the world record holder, 56.64 metres out of a cannon. And she says it just takes you so many great places. Sydney, Tokyo, the emergency room. <laughs> you need to get the points. Uh, I did need a break for that one. we go to it. Uh, but I'm sitting here trying to work out what a... 
the listener's supposed to do here? What? Oh, call up with your favourite carny gear. Yeah, carny treats. Yeah. Uh, if you love the cannonball, yeah. give us a call. Right. If you, like me, uh, love the haunted houses, where oh, it's clearly yes. just the guy from the ticket booth quickly <laughs> running in and putting on a Teen Wolf mask and going, ah, at some point. Well, the one I went on, there was just uh, empty Coke cans on bits <laughs> of string bashing into your head for two minutes. See, that's good stuff. If you like cotton candy, if or if, like me, you like to play uh, the, the Australia's richest game show, uh, which is to hang around the... Uh, hang around the uh, the rides, yeah. waiting for cash. Okay, come falling from the ceiling. All right, call us up with your favourite candy. Have you gear? ever been on the gravitron? Oh, yeah, when yeah. someone's thrown up, and yep. because of the weight of gravity, it's just gone straight back into their own face. <laughs> Very first time I was on the gravitron, that happened. And then it creeps slowly along the walls towards other people who can't. <laughs> Lift, can't move. Can't lift off the wall. to the wall. And when I was growing up, we heard a story that if a girl goes on and it's too fast, her bra will fly open. Oh, fantastic. We, we went every day. No luck. Well, see, that leads me to... <laughs> so, Carney treats. Richard's idea, which is... Oh, it's a Pauline Hanson-based idea. Yeah. Um, she's back in the news, you might have noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, another gaffe where she has apparently invented a new religion where Muslims and Christians can pray together. Oh. So what she's said is that there are Christian Muslims, yeah. um, which doesn't make okay. sense. New. So what she's done, she's confused Arab Christians yeah. and ah, thought that they yeah. okay, okay. were Muslim Christians. Don't religions have to have been around for thousands of years? I mean, yes, you can't just make one up, can you? No, you can't. And that's that's a Pauline Hanson-based religion. Mm. She said that Malaysia uh, also had been taken over by Muslims, <laughs> despite a long history of Islam <laughs> that what she's in that country. You can make up religion you yeah. know if you've uh, respected science fiction author yeah Hubbard, yeah, you can exactly. bung one out yeah, yeah, well, I'd the, say the, the Jedi people people think that you know a lot of people actually um, belong to the Jedi religion yeah that's they right I think they do and and they vote Jedi <laughs> they do but uh, you need good theme music I think if you're having a religion <laughs> really and, uh, you know th- th- we've had so <laughs> many requests for this oh. you like to go to church with a bit of this going <laughs> Pope's fallen over. <laughs> the priest coming down the, you know, the aisle. Slippery pontoons everywhere. <laughs> there aren't enough slippery pontoons in the oh, Christian church, I find. Right. Uh, Holy water dyed purple thrown at you as you try and get across the pontoons. Paul has uh-huh. emailed us to say you claim the It's a Knockout theme is the most requested piece of music on your show. Surely the Kim Beasley theme is more popular. But now that Kimbo's out of the way, not much use for that. The theme he wants to hear. It's the Benny Hill theme. It's such a great bit of music. And I'm thinking maybe that'll be my new religion. The Benny Hill Song Church. What about that? A religion based on people's clothes falling off, running about in fast motion. I like it. You're in church. You're getting the sacrament and just patting the priest on the head several times. That's the basis of a religion. Have you come up with a religion, Mr. Mars? Oh, well, you know how they have late night text chats for hot singles, hot and heavy singles. Oh, yeah. Um, late at night because I'm always I can't get to sleep so I'm a bit of an insomnia I can't get to sleep till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning so much dialing keeping you awake yeah quiz mania I mean everything's (laughs) happening at that time of the night what I want is some sort of uh, text chat uh, for insomniacs, not just people who maybe are That's looking for nice. love, oh, but people yeah. who are up. Because when you've got a sarcastic comment to make about a TV show, <laughs> it's very difficult to text people who have to be up at 7 o'clock <laughs> so, in the morning. And that's so true. So I think a religion of late-night prowlers. Okay. Um, <laughs> something like Wait that. Wait a second. Yeah. You, late-night prowlers? Well, like, late-night. That's night, different to insomniacs. Okay, l- late-night uh, people. People of the... People of the night? People of the night. Perfect. You're tr- so you're trying to meet ladies of the night. That's what you're saying? <laughs> 
I didn't mention that. Fair enough. <laughs> a lot of religions are based around that. I mean, most yeah. cult leaders, yeah, it's true. just, you it's know. It's just a chance to get some action. <laughs> it certainly is. But who can you talk to at 2 a.m. in the morning yeah. about something that's on the TV? Or something that's of the night. seen on the internet. There yeah. should be like some sort of text based. Oh, right. All right, Richard, we'll wow. buy you a prostitute. Here are the two <laughs> topics to choose from. Okay. Have you started your own religion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what religion should there be, I guess? Yeah, let's make it more complicated. Yeah. Or, or what have you seen at the no, carnival? No, no, carny treats. Treats at the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> One triple three five three. No, no, we've got oh. singers to do that. Oh, do so call us up now, and the number is. Get ready, here it comes. Get a pen. That's right. Get a pen. Here it is. Call on one triple three five three triple M. That's right. One triple three five three triple M. Yes, it's one triple three five three triple M. Triple M. Triple M. Nickelback! <laughs> no, we can't play that Nickelback. Does sound good, just a bit more, go on. Oh, the Kirsch improves anything. Please call now, 13353, if you can remember what the topic is. <laughs> It's Gwen Stefani. What are you waiting for here? Head get this on Triple M. We're up Talkback Mountain. <laughs> we like to keep things confusing on a Friday. So the question is, have you seen something funny at a carnival? No. Or have you got a new religion? Is it, it's carny treats yeah. slash have you got a new religion? Let's meet someone. Rob, how are you? Good, thanks, Ed. How are you? Excellent, sir. What are you, which one are you addressing today? <laughs> uh, I've got a bit of a carny tale. Good. Yeah. What happened? Uh, we were heading off down to the uh, down the coast here in Melbourne, and uh, as we went through Frankston, there was some sort of uh, foreshore festival going on, and it, it had been closed, so we thought we'd have a wander through. Now my mate got a bit curious, and he lifted up one of the tent flaps, and uh, well, there's all the stuffed pig panthers and what have you. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's helped himself to one of them, and uh, he's moved to the next tent, and uh, he's just started going along collecting uh, quite a few prizes. Mm-hmm. He's lifted up the one one tent he shouldn't have lifted up. All the carny folk were in there playing pool and having a drink. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is the funny thing I saw at a carnival was the silhouette of my mate running along the foreshore with his own, with his own personal pack of Tongans and uh, Maoris in pursuit after him. Trying to get the snaggle push back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wow. there's a situation where the Benny Hill music that's would what have been I, That's what I mean. <laughs> and did oh. he get away with it? No, no, he, um, he, he, got a few, he got away with a few uh, scrapes and bumps, but uh, sadly the old Pink Panther went back home. <laughs> went back oh, home. <laughs> Sorry, sir, unless you can shoot a can that's nailed to a shelf, <laughs> you do not get this Pink Panther. You know what? I think Rob's brought up a good idea, though. I mean, that's another. That's a great game they could play. Yeah. You just have to snatch it and see how far you can get before they <laughs> catch up to you. That's a, great, that's a great idea. Hello, thank you, Rob. Hi, Marty. How are you? Oh, not too bad, thank you. Uh, mate, good, good. Which, which, which are you addressing today? Okay, well, actually, I belong to the Church of the Lost Fishermen. Oh, Ooh. and uh, and what is that? Well, you know, you know how all the old, well, most of the prophets used to be fishermen. Well, yeah. the one that we follow was lost out at sea. Yeah. And our day of Sabbath is on the Wednesday. Oh. So that means on the Wednesday we all take a day off from work. We take our boats out, we drop our fishing lines in the water, and we drag the depths of the water looking for our lost fishermen. Oh, just worshipping the whole afternoon away. That's it. And if you catch a fish, well, that's obviously an added bonus. There you go. If you catch a fish, that's an added bonus. Can I ask, are you being attacked by piranhas right now? (laughs) 
No, 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 no. Today's Friday. I've got to wait till Wednesday. Oh, that's... <laughs> okay. Something's going on nice there. Nice to know the piranhas are clocking in. Uh, thank you, Marty. Great way to get a day off work. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. Uh, you're addressing religion today, are you? Yes, I am. What's going on? I have a leader for Tony Martin's Benny Hill Church. Yeah, well... <laughs> Benny Hill Song Church. Yes. <laughs> yes. My dad looks exactly like Benny Hill. Oh well, he can be. He can be the leader then. He is the leader. Does and he ever uh, take advantage of this and maybe get a handkerchief and knot the four corners, <laughs> put it on top of his head and salute while blinking? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he can do that face. Fantastic, uh, old Fred Scuttle. And is it okay? Yes. Is it all right at family events and uh, you know, sort of when you're out and about in public, when he if he decides to just go the grope on anyone he sees fit, <laughs> do people take it in uh, good fun? Do people just think it's a bit of a lark? Oh, yeah, he loves to grope. Oh, that's really? nice. <laughs> well, he is a cult leader. He's got all the qualifications. He loves to grope and he looks like someone else. He's perfect. And hello, hello to my dad, Craig, who will be listening. Oh, hello. yes. Hello, Craig. Hands to yourself, son. <laughs> Get your hand off that bald man's head. <laughs> Hi, Jason. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Excellent. What are you addressing today? I'm, in, I'm addressing carny treats. Good. Oh, what, what have you got? Oh, well, this is actually one where I wasn't even getting involved with the ride itself. I was minding my own business on the Gold Coast watching the kids go around on. on the Vomitron. Hang on a second. <laughs> minding your own business on the Gold Coast? Well, As if, bro. I've got to say that for insurance oh, right, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and basically sitting there, all of a sudden you find that you're being, how do I put it, um... Showered with debris that <laughs> sticks to you slightly when you hear someone screaming their lungs out, and then you realise you're being basically showered with burrito. Oh, you got spewed on it. I got spewed on just sitting there, minding my own business, <laughs> enjoying it, thinking I might, I might take one of the other rides for a spin. Then I thought, no, I'm going to give this game away. That is great. Oh, nothing. You know what? There's nothing sexy in the man that's got corn dogs stuck all over him. That's. Uh... Oh, you can really pick up on the Gold Coast. <laughs> you can really pick up on the Gold Coast. A tip for. Uh, Warren Kappa there. <laughs> Who's going next? Oh, thank you, Jason. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you guys going? Really good, man. What are you addressing today? Uh, carny treats. <laughs> I'm more of a carny freak than a carny treat. What I happened? I used to live with this guy, mm. and he worked part-time at the Brisbane show. Oh, yeah. And he'd come, he'd come home bragging of all the sexual conquests he'd made at the show. He'd, he'd actually he'd have the monkeys going up. And, uh, and he'd be picking up girls all, the, all day long. Really? Yeah, women going home with a pink panther under the arm. <laughs> As a prize. Yeah, but it, Tony, it reminded me of that movie that Gus Mercurio was in years ago. Which um, one was that? The one with the, this American guy and uh, this, this Aussie that was a, a fighter yes. in a tent. Yes, High Rollers. Uh, high Rollers? High Rollers! Yeah, yeah, with the soundtrack by Sherbet, I think. Yes. That's, that's exactly it. And this guy... When, that I live with went on to be a speed he sold speed out of the house wow and just and then I came <laughs> this is the final straw to kick him out I came home he had a 1980 Camera the interior pulled apart in the friggin lounge room <laughs> Wow, dealing speed, dismantling a car in the lounge room and basing his life on an obscure Gus Mercurio film. Yeah, what kind of, that? that could be man of the year on this program. Do you know, <laughs> it's pretty good. I believe you let him go, Jeremy. Thank you for the call. Finally, can we uh, can yeah. we can we go down to uh, can we go down to Mark? Oh Mark. Mark is uh, uh, Mark, from Sydney. Mark, are you there? Yes indeed. Mate, uh, what's going on? What are you dressing today? 
Well, uh, I'm, I'm sort of seriously considering for, uh, following uh, cigarism. Oh, yes. Oh, what is cigarism? Well, it's a very unique brand of uh, Tibetan Buddhism, seeing that uh, Stephen Seagal has been formally recognised as a Tibetan Buddhist lama. Yeah. He doesn't, I mean, it's an odd kind of, uh, you know, dichotomy, isn't it? The peaceful Buddhist who's uh, snapping someone's elbow off in every second film. It really fits in, doesn't it? Well, I suppose you could get away with marks for death um, and an infinite number of uh, repeats, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and he seems to think if he's wearing a Nehru jacket, which makes him look like pretty much a Chinese restaurant, if you see the footage. Somehow peaceful. Look, I think he, I think his form of Buddhism is get enlightenment or I'll kick in the face, which is nice. Very nice. Tonight you pray. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Mark. Hey, what are you doing on the weekend? Um, I'm uh, I'm actually on my Bucks weekend, so I'll be getting oh. a good nudge right through till Monday. Probably wow. uh, coming out of Taylor Square at about midday on Monday morning. Tell you what, Mark, there's a shower and a bed there for you if you're looking <laughs> for it. Just what we need, mate. Then we can kick on again. That's all right, great, Mark. You Have may, a good time. I think you may need to call us back at this time on Monday. Yeah, I think we need to know what we're doing. Can I just say, can I say one thing? Yeah. We get, uh, it, when's the, uh, the ultimate spin-off of Get This um, featuring Richard Marsland? Get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like his drunk work? I love his drug work, mate. You need guys. I actually was hoping to give him a bit of an invite for the weekend. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you can handle Richard Marsden on the piss. Very few can. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. I hope you Lovely. survive. And joining us in the next. We hour. need to do this uh, again, Tone. Yeah, cool. This has been a great idea. I think. I think a success. Well done, Richard. Wonderful topic. Well done, well done all round. I think. <laughs> and in the next hour, we'll be joined by author Andy Griffiths. Get this. It is a culture. It is a way of life. Totally different to us. Brought to you by Horry Drinkwater, proprietor of Horry Drinkwater's Capes Are Us, where for the month of April, all capes are 50% off. Come on, Australia, swirl one on if you're capable. Do what I want because I can if I don't because I want to. Good afternoon, you lot. Be ignored by the stiff and the board because I'm gonna. It's the second hour of Get This, and look who's back on the show Andy Griffiths. Hey. Author, book writing type. How are you, Andy? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? He's here to preview footy season for us. <laughs> oh, somebody has to. What do you know about football? I know, mate. They took my team, Fitzroy, and took them to another state. And yeah. called right. them the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. And I've been unable to, to to really get to grips with um, football ever since. Yeah, we, we, we know very little about football, but it seems to involve a lot of uh, cocaine and cab driver punching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming there's more to it than that. Oh, I, don't the, to... I don't know about that. There's time. more than punching as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you win. Yeah, well, when you put it like that, I could get back <laughs> into it. <laughs> We're more interested in things like, what bummer is that? That's a new book from you. Yes, that's, that's my area of expertise. We're going to talk about this in some detail mm. because when I was a kid, books like this, frankly, wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah. You'd have to get them, like, sort of in a brown paper bag under the counter. Yeah, unless there was, you know, a series of kids solving mysteries. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, none of them. When you come in, it's a great excuse to talk about kids' books, mm. which mm. is a subject the listeners have a lot to say about, believe it or not. Mm. And after the first hour, with all that farting and religion... Clean it up a tad. Let's clean it up a tad on Get This. Poor boy, that's split ends here at Get This around the nation on Triple M. It's the second hour. It's going to be packed with... Vegetables. We're all wearing... Shorts. What music do we want in this hour? Oh, Bob Dylan by far. Oh, sorry about that. The Prime Minister's been smoking the... No, no. <laughs> Ariana. You know what he's like. <laughs> A round of fake applause for Andy Griffiths, please. <laughs> Welcome back, Andy. Thank you. What bummer saw is that? 
What have you done now? Well, I just thought we hear a lot about dinosaurs. We yeah. don't hear about bummersaurs. That's true. We don't hear enough. And, uh, and so I put together a very comprehensive illustrated guide. Now, is this a sort of uh, an addendum, if you like, to your internationally famous Bum Trilogy? Yeah, well, in the, the final volume, uh, Bummer, Bummageddon, the oh, final Pong flick. <laughs> we love that. They went back 65 million years BC to fight prehistoric bummersaurs, such true. as the Tyrannosaurus rex, <laughs> the Tricerobuts. And um, the toilet rollosaurus. <laughs> Do you just sit around giggling like a fool when you're coming up with these names? <laughs> yes. I love getting yeah. a, a press release from a highfalutin publishers like Pan Macmillan. Uh, we one of the first words used is astounding. <laughs> <laughs> love the fact that someone's sitting there typing that in. I read that about I, Jonestown as well. Yeah, Jonestown was pretty astounding. <laughs> I just like to say I came up with that. Ah, no, <laughs> Good they, they didn't. No, of course not. You don't want someone else mucking around with your gear. How popular are these books? I mean, last time you were in, you were telling us that the day my bum went psycho is uh, in the United States called the day my butt went psycho the new york times bestseller <laughs> because if it was bum the impression would be of a homeless man just yeah. going nuts yeah, yeah. <laughs> very different book <laughs> we didn't want that we wanted to keep the focus on the, the poor boy um whose bum grew arms and legs dropped off his and jumped off his body and ran away wow and is it uh, changed in other countries as well um, I, no, England, England go bum. They're fine. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is in Russia or China. But what kind of mail do you get? I mean, do you hear, you know, people overseas getting into this, wondering where it's come from? Yeah, no, they just accept it. The, um, the US audience are fantastic. I just think it's great. And the trilogy, I mean, I think we may have talked about this before, but uh, surely some kind of Pixar film must be on the boards. I would hope so. The, the rights were sold about four years ago, and I can imagine they're still sitting there scratching their heads or their asses. Because I think they had a, they had a storyboard. Trying to figure out how to... Because I, I heard that they had a storyboard in America for, you know, My Bum Went Psycho, where Freddie, uh, what was that kid name from Malcolm in the Middle? Ah, oh, uh, Moon is. Oh, yeah, Freddie Moon is. He had a homeless man played by Will Ferrell that just goes crazy. And then they reread the book and realised... <laughs> This is about it all. Well, if you can get Will Ferrell in there, it'll get made. <laughs> yeah, you it's know. about seven films coming out in the next all two time. months. I know. Crazy. Working like crazy. But anyway. But what we kind digress. of... You know, I would just... I'd love to see, you know, imagine... Wouldn't it be a great achievement for you to be sitting in uh, gold class, you know, with the feet up, with a glass of wine <laughs> in your hand, seeing the day that, my bum went psycho in some spectacular Hollywood do, do, font. Do, 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 do. Yeah, uh, then like, you could retire happy. Just being in gold class would be enough. Oh, <laughs> Do you ever go to the want... gold class? No, I've never been. I've never been. Oh, come on. You're selling some bum books. Get down to gold class. <laughs> Have you been, Tony? What's, oh, what's the difference? I've been a couple of times. Well, it's licensed. Uh, you've got your feet up and a lazy boy with a three-position mm. comfort. There may be only two or three people in the theatre. Do you remember the old Valhalla used to have the couches down the back? Oh, couches. And you could smoke and drink. And That's the way. That That's was, pretty good. And it was illegal. And it was illegal. <laughs> it was even more pleasurable. It <laughs> <laughs> was a cat. Had everything. But the pressure is on at Gold there Class. There was a cat at the, at the Valhalla. I think there was. Did you get your own cat in Gold Class? Mm, Can you yeah, pick from a selection of cats? Just one of those electronic cats. Nah, not good around. enough. <laughs> they need a cat vending machine.
But it puts a lot of pressure on the film. Yeah, it you does. know, if you're going along ah, to see three hours of yeah. Lord of the Rings, you go, "I'm getting my money's worth." But yeah. Norbert in Gold Class, <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. Really, it's, I went to see Borat hour. in Gold Class. Ah, no. Not a titter. <laughs> really? Yeah, during the nude wrestling scene, didn't get scene. any yucks. No, I was laughing my head off. Yeah. And uh, it's really hard because I guess it's one of those films that you have to see in a massive you sort do. of community yeah, I killed public when forum. I, saw, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw Borat <laughs> with four people in the cinema. Died. <laughs> saw it again with a full house. People, I thought there was going to have to be defibrillators brought in to revive people <laughs> during the nude wrestling scene. <laughs> I mean, imagine if the day my bum went psycho was made into a movie. Which would be the scene? What would be the image that you That's would good. like to see realised? You know, CGI mm. orc style. Um, it would be the gi- where the giant asteroid ca- crashes <laughs> into the earth. <laughs> and all the bummersaws are there and just... You know, I'd have it slow mo. Oh, so we see them coming apart. That is fantastic. Who's going to do the voice? Them. Let's say that the you know yes. the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Who would I'd, you want doing the voice I'd want of Tony that? Tony Martin. Oh yeah. The actor or the. Uh, <laughs> I can the do idiot. it. All right. I'll strangle with myself. His, with his um, English accent. Oh, I'll do oh, a few. Yeah, there needs a few more Cockney geezer numbers in it. That book. <laughs> Let me just do my Tony Martin. I'll just strangle myself. Why did you want to join the police force in the first place? Why did you want to join the police force in the first place? Strangle yourself. Say everything twice. You are Tony Martin. Okay, that's today's amazing. acting lesson. Amazing. More bum talk next on Get This. <laughs> Thank you, Fallout Boy. It's Get This around the nation on Triple M. Someone you don't really meet very often in this country, a popular author, <laughs> is with us. Uh, Andy Griffiths, his new book, What Bumasaur Is That? For the uh, younger reader, but not necessarily. I was having a few cacks. And Terry Denton, of course, done the uh, excellent illustrations. Something else you are, Andy, is a bit of a connoisseur of fine comedy. Mm, What have you seen lately that's impressed you? Well, I I overcame my resistance to watching Father Ted. Oh, see, I I had that. Because it's priests, and you go, it's going to be like Derek Nimmo. Or Vicar of Dibley or something. Something like that. But then one day I just tuned in by accident to one on Foxtel, and there was a whole lot of jokes about Radiohead. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I've got to start at the beginning with this. <laughs> yeah. How did you go? Fan- oh, we just got so into it. We we couldn't let it go, you know, because you fall in love with those characters. Yeah. And um, I particularly loved the guy. You know, there was the running joke. Every time they'd ring up Father somebody or other, he's, he's good fun. Oh, Father Dick Byrne. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they'd ring him up and he'd be driving his car very fast, or so overtaking a truck. And he'd try- fumble for his phone and then they'd show his car going over a cliff. <laughs> That's right. Now, next week he'd be back, he'd be skiing down a mountain, you know, and he'd fumble for his phone and then... If you've uh, never seen Father Ted, don't be put off by the fact that it sounds like it's going to be terrible. It's actually (laughs) fantastic. Mm. It is great. The one where they enter the Eurovision Song Contest. That's my my lovely pony. My My lovely horse, I think. And it's been done... My lovely horse. horse. And that's been covered by... (laughs) Your proper bands have done that. And I love it when... uh, (laughs) Proper bands. (laughs) Your proper bands. Like? I can't think. But there's a couple of... Boy, boy. People like uh, Teenage Fan Club or someone of that ilk has actually done a, a cover. And is that the one where... That's right, Dougal... Father Dougal falls asleep and dreams the video and you yes. go to the video and then both of them wake up at the same time and Father Ted's been having the same dream and he goes, we've got to lose that saxophone solo. Because <laughs> it's all going along, they're, they're riding their lovely horse and it's just beautiful and then the sax goes, nice. and it's all sort of Jimi Hendrix psychedelia. <laughs> That's a great, and we're getting uh, Ardlo Hanlon, Father yeah. Dougal, in on this program, I think next mm. week. Can't wait. 
don't know how he's going to react to our idea of casting him as uh, Bill Shorten in our Shaft of Hope. <laughs> oh, don't you think he'd be a good Bill Shorten? Perfect. In the bomber jacket. And, of course, uh, what we'll have to do is not mention a very sad ending to Father Ted, mm. where the bloke who played yeah. uh, Father Ted died literally the next morning, like only six hours after they'd shot the final episode. And the final episode went out here at half past midnight on the ABC. In tribute, I presume. Am I getting on my soapbox? Listen to you that. are. Look at how you I are. subtly oh, no. got onto it. I was like, why is Cecilia bringing in Tony's soapbox? Oh, right. Here historical television. Yeah, Literally right. historical television. Half past midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Birds of a feather. Prime time. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's enough about talking about other people's work. Because you do get into the comedy. Did you get into that Mr. Show? I loved Mr. Show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where would people obtain Mr. Show if they wanted to know about it? Um, Amazon.com is a good place. Yeah. And there's a few specialist um, CD, um, audio, yes. sort of DVD import, import shops. shops. Speakeasies. David Cross. Yes. David Cross. <laughs> Rested <laughs> Development. Tobias. Tobias yeah, in Arrested Development. Yeah, he's half of Mr. Show. Bang. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Don't be put off mm. by the fact that maybe you haven't heard of it. Just get into it. And we saw, I saw Bob Odenkirk in the the Ben Stiller show. Yes, yeah. the Ben yes. Stiller show is worth tracking down. It's fantastic, and you see the beginnings of Mr. Show. And yes. They actually brought David Cross in right at the end. He uh, to gave rescue a... it because it was going so bad in the ratings. And Didn't he, he gave up his job, his, his day job, or whatever great job he had in New York. He came over, wrote one or two episodes, and then they cancelled the show. Axed. <laughs> he does a great bit of stand-up, David Cross, but the Parade of Delusion. With LA, yeah. oh, people yeah. getting off the bus in LA and, you know, like loving it and being there and ready to make it big. And then it just goes downhill. <laughs> I think Ed knows a few people like that. Yeah, I do. Hello to everyone over there. Hello to Lockie Hume. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's on that parade at the moment. Uh, Andy, we've got to talk more bummer sauce. Mm. We've got to talk about kids' books. Everyone has an opinion. Let's hear them next. I'll get this. She drives me crazy, the fine young cannibals here at Get This Around the Nation. Andy Griffiths is with us. We don't have any kids that we know about on this show, Andy, but our producer, Nikki Hamilton, has, uh, well, how old is your son, Nikki, now? 16 months. Can 16 he, months. He can talk then? He's beautiful. He's got some words, yeah. Can he walk? He can walk, yes. Can he do anything else? Put him to work? What, your taxes. <laughs> You're trying to get him in here. Maybe bookmark stuff for you on MySpace. Yeah. Read some papers, early. write some gags. Not quite uh, ready for the bummer sores, I'm guessing, though. Or oh, what is the recommended age? Off. Am I wrong? Um, this one is uh, very appealing to five-year-olds and up. Okay. At to 45. See what's, uh, I'm in the bracket. <laughs> See what's popular is these just books that you've done. Just uh, well, how many are you just, up to? Just tricking. There's five. Just crazy. Just disgusting. <laughs> just stupid. Just shocking is on the way. Just shocking, yeah. But what is just Macbeth? Well, um, I had a call from the Bell Shakespeare Company, yeah. who, um, who wrote me a very flattering letter. Did they want you to be in the new King Lear, Andy? No, because they know. Well, tackle out, bro. Tackle out. Yeah. It's the Bell End Shakespeare Company. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we notice, we notice you've been outraging, polarising audiences for some time, just like William Shakespeare. Oh, okay. And, wow. um, and we thought it would be great if you could write something that would introduce Shakespeare to kids. How do you go and, about that? Well, as the only Shakespeare play I really know is Macbeth, because yeah. I studied it in year 11, year 12, and then first year uni. No, that's so a good trick. I knew it off by heart. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I said, I want to do Macbeth. Yeah. And um, 
So I took my characters from the Just series. There's a couple of, you know, knockabout, muck-up boys. And they look in Macbeth and there's a whole recipe where the witches are cooking up this awful cauldron, cauldron yeah, yeah, yeah. of, you know, severed fingers and, and a ditch-strangled baby and oh, so Macbeth, all of this So Macbeth really stuff. is up your alley. It's really I visceral. Think, yeah. I was thinking maybe it wasn't, but no. <laughs> so they, they mix it up because they want to get a magic potion so they can put a curse on someone. Yeah. But then they get distracted and, and dare each other to drink a bit. Mm. And they each take a sip and then suddenly thunder and lightning, they find themselves on the heath. And there are the witches addressing wow. Andy as Macbeth and Danny as Banquo. So Andy, my main character, has to kill, as Macbeth kills Banquo, he has to kill his best friend. Oh, wow. And um, it gets pretty heavy. Is there a, is a fair bit of um, decapitation in Macbeth, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it appealed to me, to make it you know, a good <laughs> night out for the whole family. <laughs> hey, now you mentioned Andy, Andy being one of the main characters in the Just series. Is there a TV version of this? Yes, in uh, Canada they made a uh, cine group. Made a, um, a, it's gone into its third season now. It's called What's With Andy. What's With Andy? And oh. is it someone who looks like you? It's got a really catchy theme song. Yeah. What's With Andy? What's, what's With Andy? <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I uh, guess. That's about the coolest thing about it. Being Andy, you're probably sick of that song by now. <laughs> no, well, it's never been shown in Australia. So oh. uh, I don't have the problem of walking down the street and people yelling that. Why not? Why no, why no love here? I don't know. Well, it's very highly Americanized. Is there a way to get celebrating Dar- Thanksgiving and tractor pull ah. days? And that <laughs> Is there a way to get Daryl Summers involved? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That'll get it on. Because it you don't put. A, there's no author photo on any of your books that I've ever seen. No, there used to be. I took them off. The kids always said, "Is that you?" It doesn't look like you. Not very good writing. But I kind of like, you know, as a kid you grew up, you didn't ever see authors. No, that's not. I quite like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. That's Mm. what I kind of figured is better. But do you have mad fans? Are you being stalked by uh, preschoolers? And not being stalked, no. I was um, I was writing one morning and uh, an excursion from the local primary school. <laughs> we passed. <laughs> Stopped and they pointed in the window. Just and, a row of bums at the window. <laughs> the bus. Unfortunately, I did have my pants down and uh, mooning um, the postman at the time. And uh, it was very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, arrangement well, you guys have. <laughs> speaking of uh, controversial and inappropriate things for a children's book author to say, uh, you were telling me about this character, Sir Roger Francis Rectum. You've had some trouble with that character, have you? <laughs> no trouble so far, but now you mention him. He, um, he, is in, he wrote the original book, um, The Theory of Bumolution, was set forward. Yeah, that's by, right. He said life didn't evolve from bacteria, it evolved from bums. That's right. Primitive that's... bumteria. And he was eventually proved right. Yes, and now he is. We've got the evidence, we've got the pictures <laughs> in this book. But um, my, my publisher was a little concerned. She said, you know, Sir Roger Francis Rectum, do you know if you took out the word Francis and you just had Sir Roger Rectum, uh. you know, do you think someone could get upset about that? Well, we've uh, got uh, Andy Griffiths, author of the Roger Rectum series with us. <laughs> uh, and we need to talk about kids' books that you remember from when you were a kid years ago. Think back. We're going to talk that next on Get This. Get This. Bias mongrels will corrupt the youngsters. Brought to you by Don Gambaro, Kuyong tennis coach, and a man who was allegedly up-trousered by a crouching Daryl Summers. Know the feeling, Dom.
Oh, it's so close to the weekend here. Get this on Triple M. Andy Griffiths is with us, the author of the Bum Trilogy, the Bad Book, the uh, the Cat on the Mat is Flat. That's a top one. <laughs> I love this stuff, and it's uh, internationally best-selling, and you don't hear that very often uh, with regards to an Australian author. Andy, what books were you into when you were a kid? Um, look, many books, but one of the, the most prized things I had was the, these horror comics. Horror which, comics. Uh, now, which titles are you talking about? Uh, weird. I used oh, to really weird love. tales. And and they were scary tales. It wasn't just mucking around. You know, no. Lots of people getting killed in awful ways. <laughs> what and, image and stuck in your head from when you Well, were there was this story called Monsters of the Mind, and it was about a diplomat, John Reston, who's been entrusted with a briefcase that contains the secrets of the Earth's defences against alien invasion. Right. And he's got to deliver it from the Pentagon to somewhere else. But outside, there's a car There's a car almost running over this old woman, and he pushes her out of the way, and he gets a knock on the head. So he basically forgets what, what, his, mission what is. his mission is, and he goes into a diner. And the guy turns around and he's an alien with big fangs. He says, time's up, John Reston, give us the briefcase. And, uh, and he runs out and he goes into a movie theatre and then this big alien face comes up on the, the screen. says, time's up, Reston, give us the briefcase. And he runs to a psychiatrist and he's on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's told his whole story and the guy just turns to him and says, give us the briefcase. And then he gets in a cab, a high-speed chase over a bridge and uh, he jumps out of the cab when he realises the driver is an alien. And, and there's a policeman on the bridge. And it's like Brooklyn Bridge in the middle of the night. And, uh, and he goes to the policeman and he's an alien as well. <laughs> of course he is. So he, makes, he decides to make the ultimate sacrifice. Those are the exact words. And throws himself off the bridge mm. to protect Earth from the aliens getting the, the briefcase. But then you see his body going into the water. And then out of his body comes the form of an alien. <gasps> And, and he comes up to the surface and the ch- chief alien says, why did you, you know, evade us, John? We organised that car crash to get rid of your earthly form so we oh. could have the brief. He says, oh, well, I forgot who I was. And, and then the, the guy just turns to the, the reader and says, you are doomed, earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And at 10 years old, you know, yeah. that's, that's oh, pretty I'm powerful stuff. Quite frightened now in the Triple M <laughs> studios. <laughs> mm. But that's, yeah, scary stuff. Did you get into that kind of stuff, Ed, when you were a kid? Scary? Oh, I read Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah see, yeah, I was yeah. mad. That's, that's all I could Cracked. The cra- short-lived yeah. crazy. I didn't like Cracked. Cracked was called. Cracked had, <laughs> no, when Don Martin came on board, that was good. I crazy. thought Cracked was a rip-off, and I didn't like it. And then <laughs> when I was very young, I started reading Viz, <laughs> and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> they didn't know it was a send-up at all. No, but the older kids thought it was funny. So I just went, <laughs> Johnny Big, oh, I tell you what, the fat slags. I go, oh, oh, oh. My daughter, when she was five years old, got a hold of my uh, Viz annual, the big pink ah, yeah, stiff yeah. one. Oh, yes. yeah, that's a beauty. And took a, a shine to the bottom inspectors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she thought that was so funny. And she always wanted to show her grandparents this. this I said, no, Your daddy's no, no, books. No. Yeah. I prefer Buster Gun. Ned, uh, yeah. unfeasibly large. Yeah. I think you'll find. What were you into, Mr. Marson? Well, as a very young child, little golden books, which are still around. Yeah, oh, they're good little books. Still that could. Oh, I've got all, I think I've got all of them. The, the baggy, somewhere. saggy elephant. Yeah. Um, and uh, like great artwork. But I remember one in particular was Grover trying to stop the reader from reaching the end of the book. I remember I that. Oh, it's yeah, a great. Right. It still works, like because it just plays with the format and, and he ties the pages up. Try, yeah, and yeah. then bricks the pages. <laughs> yeah, up. fantastic. It's a really good. It's. I mean, still kids laugh at that. Yeah. It's hilarious. And yeah, he bricks the page and he talks to the reader. It's like breaking the fourth wall. 
All these format jokes mm. about books and stuff. Oh, I love the books unique. that are written for children. I tell you, a good one is oh, what's it called? The Da Vinci Code. You should check that one out. <laughs> it's, it's probably for the younger kids because you know the older kids will think it's nonsense. But you know, the opening word of the Da Vinci Code is renowned. Mm, yeah. Isn't that an odd opening sentence? Yeah. Renowned curator, such and such. Why do we need to know in the first word that he's renowned? Come on, I, I would have used ass. Get him straight away. Spend him early. <laughs> hey, what books do you remember from when you were a kid? It's as simple as that. One triple three five three. You want me to start over? From the top. No. No, that's not fair. What? That's not fair to... To... To what? To, not fair to what? You have to start over again. Come on. 
That's an excess, slightly remixed version of uh, Never Let You Go here mm. at Triple M. The program is Get This, uh, the author of several wonderful books for the younger reader, Andy Griffiths, or the older reader, if you're like me and like to see the word bum in print. <laughs> He's with us. Uh, kids Books, who's got one, Ed? Hi, Ian. Hey, Ed. How you going? Pretty good, mate. Uh, Andy, by the way, just, just bought uh, cat in the, mat, the Cat on the Hat, whatever it was, the flat cat thing. <laughs> Cat on the something. The cat on the mat is flat, and my <laughs> daughter just she just digs it. It's very cool. And it, it sounds like there's another one coming in that series. Is that right, Andy? Uh, the big fat cowl that went kapow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be waiting at the bookstore for uh, the release. Hey, what did you read, Ian? Um, my mother actually bought me. It was a book called Super Pickle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a pop-up book, yeah. right? And it was all about Dilbert, who was this mild-mannered pickle by day, who had an alter ego, who was Super Pickle, and he was stronger than a raging rutabaga, he was faster than a racing radish, able to leap tall celery stalks in a single bound, he just finished putting away the bank robbing beat in his beatmobile. Uh, in the end, he, he had this, he was trying to juggle his, you know, the same way superheroes do. He had yeah. Lily, Lily was his was his heart, oh, Lily yeah. the pickle, and uh, he was trying to hide his, uh, she was getting really irritated because he was hiding his alter ego from her. He, she had no idea, and he kept disappearing. It was very, very fun. In the end, he, uh, he got discovered because he had to save a baby gherkin from drowning in the vinegar river. <laughs> it was an awesome story. And this is something you were reading, it's not something you've just made up during no, the ad break? That's true, I couldn't make that up if I tried. Right. Me neither. Oh, this one for Richard, by the way, that, that yeah. Grover book. Yeah. Richard, uh, it was called There's a Monster at the End of This There's Book. There's a Monster at yeah, the End of This Book. And Grover was trying his best to stop you from finding uh, out the monster, the monster at the end of it. Can I, can I, blow, the, can I blow the ending? Or oh, yeah. Go on. Because it, it was Grover. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, Grover was, was the monster. monster. Yeah. So, like, I, hate to, I hate to give away the ending of a story. <laughs> no, you know, that's and all right. All that that's all right. Hey, filter. thanks for the call, Ian. Beautiful. Uh, hello, Shane. How are you? G'day. How are you? Excellent. What did you read? Uh, I remember a, a book at school was my favourite, the one called Little Black Sambo, which is not politically correct no, that anymore. No, I don't read one anymore. Where a tiger used to chase him round and round some pole or a tree or something and it ended up turning into butter. That's Everyone remembers that. See, I can't remember anything else. I can't even remember the racism of the story, no. but I just mm. remember that butter thing. Yeah, that butter nightmare. thing, yeah. Disturbing. It was, it was nightmarish, yeah. Did, have you considered uh, maybe having that happen to one of your characters, uh, Andy? Obviously, margarine would have to be the Turning course the these days. No, I, look, I have a diarrhea saurus. Yeah, that's, in the new book. that's probably <laughs> close <laughs> enough, I reckon. There we go. <laughs> it's like a puddle on the ground. 
It's not yellow. Thank you, uh, Good. Thank you, Shane. Hey, Brett, how are you? Oh, good, how are you? Excellent, man. What uh, What do you read? Uh, probably my favourite book would have been The Sun on the Stubble by Colin Seal. Um, Almost. Oh, hey, thanks for waiting for the applause there, Brett. Very kind of you. Hey, um, now what, what happened in that one? I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. What happened? Oh, great, great story. He, uh, the main character is this young boy called Bruno, and they're from a German uh, family growing up in South Australia in, in the farming districts. But um, their dad really had a thing against cars because they were a new invention at the time, and so they had the horse and cart. But then one day he decided that he would buy a car, and um, there's a particularly funny part of the story where they go off for a drive in this car and he's been told that after the first 500 miles you have to drain the oil um, on the car so they're on this country trip and the you know it clocks up 500 miles so the old German dad gets out and drains the oil then keeps on driving no one had actually told him he had to put more oil in so a few miles down the road the you know the, the motor seizes and uh, and you know that's it. <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's the end of the car. Yeah. Got to get the horse to drag the car back to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that almost just sounds much too sensible. I, I can't imagine anything that sensible happening in one of your books, there, Andy. No, well, in these books they drive bum mobiles. Yeah, <laughs> of course they do. Of course they do. Hey, no thanks. Need oil change. Thanks, Brett. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi. What did you read? Uh, look, it's a book I've been trying to find for a long time now. It's the Adventures of Mrs. Pigglewick. Oh, and what happens in that? Well, it's it's uh, Mrs. Pigglewiggle is someone who uh, parents go to with problems uh, that their children are having, like naughty children, and mm-hmm. she she fixes their problem. And uh, one one situation where um, a boy had a messy room, and she told the parent to just let him mess it up, and he was so it was so bad he couldn't get out, and the parent had to give bring um, peanut butter sandwiches to the window and Mrs Pigglewiggle put her on a parade out the front of his house so he had to clean his room up to get out there to enjoy the parade. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they covered this story on Today Tonight the other night. <laughs> Everyone was pixelated. <laughs> it was a nightmare scenario. That reminds me actually. No, it was on Super Nanny. <laughs> Super Nanny. Mixed up. When I was a kid, I said, oh, could I please have my room painted, please? Uh, I'll, I'd be happy to help out. And Mum said, what colour? And I said, the brightest yellow you could find. <laughs> No, no problem at all. We, I got that, and it was like daylight, twenty-four hours a day. <laughs> I didn't sleep for years. It's <laughs> wonderful, but you were happy. I was happy. I reckon we've got time for one more literary type. Tracy, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. What did you read? Uh, I just remember as a kid, um, the very hungry caterpillar. Oh yeah. Ah. Popular one. How hungry did he get? Um, oh God, I just remember he ate heaps of fruit and watermelons and apples and I think at the end he turned into a butterfly, I think. Oh. Didn't it have a full, uh, like a really cool format idea where there was holes in every single page? Yeah, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. Oh, what was that for? Like he was eating holes. Oh, he was it. eating yes. in the book. Sorry. No, no, gotcha. Just stop your little kid putting their finger up their nose. Ah, so I so. They could put them in the hole. Do, do you think the kids would still through. be into that, Tracy, these days? Yeah, I actually, I saw one a couple of years back at um, one of the bookshops in the shopping centre. Yeah, I think these days the caterpillar eats all that stuff, goes behind the bike sheets and makes himself throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so that modern kids will identify. Uh, <laughs> No, that's that's a classic. That one. Yeah. That's, that's been around for what? Thanks, so, Tracy. Thanks to everyone who called. Thanks to everyone who Sur- called. I'm surprised nobody mentioned the three investigators. That requires that's a whole. Your, but that was your go, wasn't it, Tony? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, well, I wanted to be Jupiter Jones, but sadly, I was uh, Bob Andrews' records and research. <laughs> Baffling to anyone who hasn't read them. We'll be back <laughs> to wind up the show in a minute. I'll get this. Oh! 
Thank you, Alanis Morissette. Time for us to sign off here at Get This. Andy Griffiths, thanks for sitting in for the whole hour. Thank you. What bummer saw is that? Your fine <laughs> new tome is in the shops now. Yep. Got to get hold of that, especially if you love the uh, the Bum Trilogy, as so many do. It's the end of the week, so I must thank the woman who produces this show, Nikki yeah. Hamilton. What about Richard Marsden pushing buttons? Touche. Celia out there on the phones. <laughs> What's Matt going on? Dower down in the basement somewhere, yes. putting ball sacks together in preparation <laughs> for next week's show. Yes, sir. All the knob jockeys around the network. Sizzle merchants. And Ed Cavalier, more fun than would seem decent. Tony Martin, the best. And our key phrase today, it was a sound, I think. It was the sound of Richard Marsden. And liposuctioning my buttocks. <laughs> Have a go if you can. Oh, watch out. There goes the left one and. Uh... Oh, my plums! <laughs> and we'll be back on Monday with Tom Gleason and straight out of rehab, Greg Fleet. Straight out of rehab. All thanks to As Yet Nobody. Now it's all out in you know.